0: Hello everyone, and welcome to uh, the Bees Pod season preview twenty three twenty four. I'm delighted to be joined, as ever, by my two uh, fantastic co-hosts. Uh, Mem, how are you doing this evening?
1: Doing very, very well. Doing very well. Good. Good to see you guys.
0: Likewise. And Charlie, how are you doing this evening?
1: Doing great. Good to be back.
0: Good to be back. Well, uh, it's been a while since uh, we recorded the end of season review show and also uh, since our season ended at the hands of Boreham Wood uh, at the end of last season. Uh, But in the uh, interim few months, there's been a lot of activity um, on the pitch and off the pitch in terms of signings, etc. and people coming back in. Uh, so hopefully a lot of optimism uh, around the Hive, certainly more so than there has been perhaps even at the start of last season um, and certainly in the years before that. Um, we're going to start this season uh, probably by looking at some of the signings as we go through. Uh, we're going to look at the players that have left and then we're going to kind of run through uh, the sort of, you know, various thoughts we've got on how the season might pan out. And of course, we're going to end with our predictions uh, and Mem can tell us where we're going to finish again. Mem, uh, don't spoil it because even after seven years we know the number that you're going to give us uh, but it might be different this year. Um, but Charlie, perhaps starting with you then, we, we're going to actually start by looking at the players that have left um, uh, at the end of last season. Um, so just to quickly run through them, Jamal Loz has gone off to, I think it's Leiston or Leiston, don't know how you, how you say that, Leaston, yeah. Uh, Rob Hall, uh, Hamston Richmond. James Callan has found his way to Aylesbury. Michael Phillips has gone to Hastings. Sam Woods has gone to Bromley. Ryan de Havilland's to Peterborough and then we've seen uh, the departures of uh, Powell and Flanagan who as I, far as I can see are yet to find a club. Just looking at that list first of all any, any particular surprises and do you think that, that th- those losses have sort of weakened us in any way at all?
2: I don't think so no like they were all sort of you know what we'd call bar bar Rob Hall um, and the Havilland who I thought you know have, still have the capable ability to play for us. It's good you know it was what you'd call the Deadwood right? All the, yeah. de- the Deadwood has gone and I think every single player that's departed, whether that be Deadwood that's gone or, you know, de Havilland who we've got money for, I feel like they've been good moves for both parties. Yeah. Um, and I don't think it's detrimental to, you know, our season moving forward in any shape,
0: way, way, shape or form. I guess the only one of those players that's left as a result of their own choice rather than ours, is in the one we would have kept, would, would be de Havilland thoughts on, on him moving on and yeah I guess he, he is going to leave a, a bit of a gap there in terms of goals and, and also creativity in the middle of the pitch
2: yeah definitely there's you know there's players like players like um, Brunt you know that has to you know come in and make a name for himself now because he's it's almost a like for like replacement I think Brunt is technically a better player than de Havilland but it's just can he, can he get the goals and the output that de Havilland had um, yeah listen de Havilland's gone Peter, but we all know what they can do with a
0: Barnet player so Best of luck to him and I hope to see him, you know, go out the leagues over the next few years. Well, follow, following the footsteps of Ephraim and, and, and Jack Tay be fantastic. And of course, Liam Hatch in the years before <laughs> that. Um, Mem, just quickly looking at those players that have left then, any particular surprises? And I guess he, Brennan must be pleased to perhaps free up some of that money from those players who didn't perhaps make the impact they wanted to last season.
1: In all fairness, no surprises at all. I was surprised that Sam Woods was going to be offered a new deal. But I wonder if it was just a obligatory, you know, offer. So that we could maybe get a little bit of money or something like that from Bromley. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. I don't know. Sometimes with players at a certain age, you can still get a bit of money for them. But I don't. I just want to say. I don't think Sam Woods. But I think we can improve upon him. So,
0: yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I think that's pretty fair, right? I'm, I'm surprised yeah. actually. He managed to end up at Bromley. I'm surprised they took a gamble mm. on him.
1: But yeah. well, they haven't done very well with our ex players, have they? They had um, what's it called Um they was it Reynolds? Well, Reynolds? Marriott. I like Marriott. Marriott's
0: Mar- 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 done it right now.
1: Yeah, no, he's not. Marriott struggled a bit to get game time because of cheek. Mm. And then you've got um, what's it called um, Skeffington has done didn't has fallen off a cliff his career. Yeah, he went there. And who was the striker that we had uh, briefly, who went out and went to Bromley and we even gave they even go to Broomfield. Broomfield my Bloomfield. Bloomfield, Bloomfield. Yeah. Bloomfield, Bloomfield, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they they've had him as well. So they haven't really done great with well, a lot saw, of players. it's
2: written in the stars now, isn't it? The second game of the season live on TNT Sports. Are we on TNT Bro- Sports Yeah, season? so okay. it, it was Dagenham South End, but because of South End's troubles, TNT have now kicked that game off and now we we kick off at half five, second game of the season away at Bromley. Nice. TNT Sports,
0: and you can just see Sam Woods, last minute, back post. We, we can see the up. following uh, S- Sam Woods will get the first uh, goal, a uh, sort of volley after a Reynolds knockdown, yeah. and then Marriott will cross for Bloomfield yeah. or Broomfield, as men Just them. like,
1: yeah. to, Just like to say. Uh, if TNT, because I know you said it several times, but if TNT <laughs> want to sponsor this podcast, <laughs> then please get in touch. And we'd be happy to have TNT um, yeah. as an official sponsor of the Beast Pod.
0: Uh, very nice. Uh, I'm. I'm. I'm not sure. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. After their performance in the Champions League final uh, with that shambles, they might be interested in taking on <laughs> a, a similarly failing media organisation in ourselves. <laughs> um, but obviously, those players have gone, and they are going to be. Re- they've been replaced by. Um, as it stands, I believe seven signings. But correct me if my research is slightly out of date here. So, mem- uh, sorry, Charlie's already mentioned. Uh, Brunt uh, joined by Finney Potter from Sheffield United um, uh, coming into the side Potter on a lone Brunt on a permanent um, and then we've also signed uh, kind of in that back line alongside Potter Hall Johnson from Wrexham uh, Ben Coker from Solihull um, Oluo from Chelmsford and then in the sort of midfield zones we've signed Barrett from Maidenhead and Stead from Brackley so I guess looking at that list first of all Charlie any players in particular that stand out as as players that yeah you know what we're really happy to have got in and they, and they really feel the need for us for me, yeah, I've always had.
2: Um, I went to South End away. It was a year we lost two one. It was a Tuesday night a couple of years ago. I remember leaving, just t- saying to you know the guys I went with that Brunt just ran the show. I was like, yeah. who is this kid? So I've always kept tabs on him. So I was really really impressed we got him through the door, and I think he will, you know, he will come good. Um, Coker seems to be a great signing from what we've seen in yeah. pre season. You know, he looks. Um, like he's going to do a job there at left back maybe he's not your out and out wing back but he's you know he looks a lot more solid than what we've had previously um and another one that stood out for me is hall johnson you know he was part of that part of that um reynolds takeover at wrexham yeah part of that team that got to the Wembley and came second mm-hmm. um season before last and you know it's obvious reasons it's, it's not because he's a bad player he just didn't get in that side because of how much money and how much quality and depth they've got so um, yeah, those are those are probably the three that have stood out to me so far. Olawu looks like he's going to go on to be a good player as well. Um, the rest, you know, it's difficult to tell in uh, pre-season, but um, you know, I've not seen much from the
0: others as of yet. But you know, time will tell. Um, Mem, I mean, how big a deal is it for us to get Potter back online?
1: Yeah, and no, I think I think it's I think it's a big big move because I think I got this feeling that I think a is going to be find his way sort of. I think I think we're going to ease Akimo out and not rely on him so heavily this year. Yeah. Because I think now we've got where John Dreyer has gone, I think that Akemo will have to step up a little bit more with the coaching. Um, from what we understand, I think it was um, Dean told us that basically um, he's not done as much um, coaching as he anticipated and Connor Smith had, had kind of carried the burden yeah. for periods. But I think with John Dreyer out now, I think Achimo's going to have to do a bit more in training, which means I think you will see more of, more of Potter playing in his position. And
0: I know the other signings. I guess it feels like a similar mix, perhaps the last season, where we got some experience, perhaps in the likes of Coker, um, who's sort of in his thirties, and then Hall Johnson, who I think is twenty-eight, and then also some youth as well. You know, Aluo, um, Potter, Brunt, all kind of quite young and quite potentially quite high upside. How do you think looking at those signings, man, Dean's gone about the squad building this year? Has he has he gone out to particularly plug certain gaps that we've got, and and do you feel ultimately that we've we've kind of finished our business and are ready to go into the season a couple of weeks time?
1: I think what Dean is trying to do is I think he's looked at the goals conceded last year and I think he's tried to really strengthen the back, the back line. Um, I think players like Koka, although I think Koka, I don't see him as a wing back um, and I'd be interested to see how, how it all plays out in down that left. I think that what his idea is, is those players away from home when we're trying to scrap for a point and things like that will come into their own. Yeah. Those kind of real sort of dogged defenders might um, Yeah, my only concern at the moment is I I do still think we're a bit light up front.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll come back to that in a moment. I mean, Charlie, with yourself, Mm. you know, I guess as much as Mem says we are light on a strike, and we'll come back to that onto in a moment. Mm. The the, the thing that let us down last year was the amount of goals we conceded. And I appreciate we discussed, like, you know, they were at different points in the season. So we'd have a, a run of clean sheets. If you look at those signings, do you, do you feel that we're kind of in a stronger position going into this season than we were into last season or do you feel we've lost some, some quality no, perhaps? No, I'd,
2: I'd definitely say we're stronger and we went through that awful period from, I don't know, was it September to November where we were just leaking goals for fun? Yeah. Um, that did get addressed, you know, November onwards we went on that amazing run yeah. after South End. So that being addressed and then that, you know, we kept, we've kept our spine, we're forgetting how huge it is that we've kept, you know, if we're talking of a spine of Kabamba, Pritchard, Gorman, Collins yeah. and Walker and Achimo, that middle of the pitch. And then we've added quality to that. I mean we're we're in a we're in a better position for sure going into this season. Um and look at the start we got off to last year and that was with Notts County and Wrexham in the league and also, you know, players who have now left us, like your, your, your Sean Shields and, you know, um people of who Dean Brennan didn't think of were, were good enough for the for the team. So the fact we strengthened and kept the spine and got the squad we have going into next Saturday, I think I think everyone should be excited.
0: And I guess the, the, the kind of main question then going into this season is, you know, are we... Obviously, we, we're going to be a slightly different side in terms of there's probably not more hype around us is the wrong way, but there's there's certainly sides are more aware of our qualities, you know, in terms of being a threat and being a, a kind of a challenge to, to some of the better sides in the league. Tactically... How how do you see us setting up? I'll go to Mem first, and then to yourself, Charlie. In yeah. terms of we've obviously signed players that can, in theory, and Hall Johnson and Coca play as a four or as a, a five. Um, what do you think he's going to do? Is it going to be a continuation of the of the tactics last year we saw with with um, Idris sort of like slotting into a kind of hybrid role? Or how do you think he's going to play at Mem?
1: Well, I think that I think where you're going to see the more hybrid role is I think down the right hand side. Yeah. So my anticipation is that what will happen is is that the back five essentially. Will we'll sh- we'll, will swivel the other way and Hall-Johnson will be given license to go right forward. It looks to me like on paper, it's a 3-3-3-1. Three, 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 but but when I say the, three, the the first three is obviously the three centre-backs. Yeah. Second three is the two wing-backs with the holding player. And then you've got the two, essentially double number 10s um, with a, w- you know, sort of a three number 10s, essentially who will be interchangeable. Who, who are those three, do you think? So I think it'll probably be, well, as it stands... I would have it as probably Pritchard, Carnu, and Brunt, but I could could see at various points Pritchard playing the holding, yeah. and then um, and then having Senior as one of those because he he's quite impressed me in pre season, and then Cabamba up top. You've also got Armstrong in there as well. Oh yeah, of course. I think that would be. I think I think you will see a bit more interchange in this year because I think you will trust yeah trust him and he'll also want to keep keep players. Um, last year we, we really ran out of legs. So I think yeah. he needs to share the workload around this year. Do you know
2: what? Armstrong, do you remember Jee Sung Park under Alex Ferguson, right? <laughs> yeah. He was a very like... Tenacious, come yeah, kind of, a lot uh, of ground. And he, didn't, he did never really started games, but there'd be certain games... Champions League, big games. Where, yeah, yeah. Where, where Brennan would start Park Jisung. Sung. And I feel like at the moment, that's the same with Armstrong. I think he's a very yeah. particular player for a very particular game. Um, and I think he will be used as a weapon in, in ways that I think we're
0: not expecting. It's interesting. So, in the preseason games, we've been to a couple of things, the three of us um, as a group. Like, one of the players we've seen adapt their role slightly is Pritchard, um, who's played slightly deeper uh, than he did previously. And obviously, last season, he had a fantastic season, being very flexible in that field, but also getting a lot of goals and pushing forwards, etc. And we know he's played out wide in the past. Charlie, what do you make of his kind of attributes in that holding role? Um, and do you, could you see him perhaps either the, uh, there is a complimenting Gorman or Armstrong or being alongside yeah. them how do you see that kind of panning out next season
2: it's so difficult because you know how many was it he scored last year 13 oh, was it something
0: ridiculous I think that was Maybe put up more. in front of me did he get to 15, I including, think he to cup 15 goals. including cup goals yeah, yeah. I
2: mean to get, to get that amount of goals he did you know it would be difficult
0: 16 goals in total yeah, yeah, in all competitions goals.
2: I mean that, that's a sensational return for a centre mid yeah. um, although he you know saying that We've seen him in that defensive role in pre-season. He's, yeah. he's you know he's just at ease there. He knows exactly what he's doing. You know, he he opens his body up and looks to play out wide, and he's so comfy in the middle of the park. Um, but you know, I know Gorman's played in the most recent friendly at Dunstable, um, so hopefully he's coming back to full fitness because I think we do miss that. You know that gritty, tenacity and that, yeah, that, that, that
0: fight, gritty tenacious CDM who's going to mm. stick his feet in. Man, there, there were a couple of reasons we, we sort of tailed off perhaps towards the end of last season. We talked about those on the pod last time. But looking at the squad this season, as we go into it, do, do you feel that Brennan's sort of set out to address some of those issues perhaps and I guess there's less of the sort of statement signings. we probably put the statement signings perhaps down as, as brunt mm. um, and maybe Hall Johnson to an extent. But the other ones are sort of a similar move to what he did last year, picking up players like Aluo from Chelmsford in the in the league below, Stead from Brackley in the league below and then also sort of cherry picking the best players of teams that have struggled perhaps, you know, in, in terms of Barrett at Maidenhead. Do, do you feel that like He's kind of got a very clear plan of how he wants to progress this squad over the next the next twelve months, and then the twenty four after after that as well.
1: Yeah, and no, I think I think what he's done as well is he's given himself different options as well. Because I because I, I actually as we talked and I sort of said, you know, I did say I said, but I can see it being Pritchard or Gorman holding the Pritchard with Brunt and Idris. But when I think about it as well, is the team any weak of having Marvin Armstrong or, or Courtney Senior in it? Um, and I can see... And, that, and also, I was interested that Sam Brunt has played... Uh, not Sam, Sam Granville has played quite a lot pre-season. And he's apparently, he, his running numbers are the highest in, in the whole club. Um, really? In terms of what? In terms of, like, just... Um, that doesn't surprise me. Distance covered and stuff. He's apparently at the front of all the long-distance running. Um, I mean, I don't think he's particularly quick off the mark, but what, what you've got there is a guy that has got stamina. And I think when you're... We do need to share the workload around. We can't we can't rely on Gorman Pritchard to play 45 games this season. No. You know 40 old games. But if I look at it, Marvin Armstrong comes in, are we weaker? No. I think actually Marvin Armstrong gives us a different option. So you can so you can literally play horses for courses. If you want to go and press a team high up the pitch, Marvin Armstrong would be in my team because he's a guy that will close people down. He's not but he's not he's not technically the best player, mm. but he's he will that energy he provides being the first trigger would be amazing. But if you want to play through a team, you play brunt. Um, you know, there's all all sorts of different um, options in midfield. And at the back, we've got tons of options. Yeah. Tons.
0: I also feel he's slightly balanced the, the age profile of the squad, like a little bit down than what it was before. Um, obviously, we lost a few players towards the end of last season, but Achimo 35, we know, we spent a lot, Charlie, about how effective he was last mm. season. But it's not really necessary. that he's going to have the same amount of games in him. We've only really got a handful of players that are over 30 now. So Akimo, 35. Diara, 33. We're assuming he's not going to play a huge amount. Coke has come in. Um, he's, you know, I think 33, 34. and then you've got Walker. Obviously, we know goalkeeper's peak slightly later, so it's less of an issue. Uh, Kabamba, Pritchard, and then obviously Connor Smith, who's, who's not really playing as much at the moment. And then after that, there's a drop down to 28. There's a lot of young players in that sort of you know, I guess twenty three, twenty four group college, twenty five Aluo, Kanu, um, Ravan Blunt, Blunt sorry, and Granville, all sort of very early twenties. Do you feel that like there's a, I guess, a bit more dynamism perhaps in the side than we had previously, and, and perhaps more ways to hurt teams going forwards, or do you feel that like the tactics in terms of how we're going to set out are going to be very similar to last season in terms of, you know, doing the basics really well, getting the set pieces right, and then looking to kind of rely on Nicky etc. going forwards mm. to get those goals.
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't think we'll see. I really don't think we'll see much change. Yeah. Um, you know the players we've lost, we've brought in almost, uh, you know, mirror replacements with Brunt and de Havilland. You know, they they fit they um, play in the same areas on the pitch, and they're similar. You know, they're both set piece takers, um, and they're similar players. Um, I think Reece Hall Johnson, we've upgraded for sure down the down the flanks. Yeah, I feel like we're a lot more balanced. You know, we had times last year where Potter was playing. Right back and Akimo was playing left wing back, and you know we've got we've not, we've gone from having short numbers at the back to now having almost too much. Um, I don't yeah I don't think much is going to change on that front. But like men mentioned at the start, if Kabamba gets injured, or and I know we're going to potentially yeah, be suppose, or, or if he it doesn't now. have you know if it, it maybe that was a one season wonder who knows you know if he has a season where he doesn't score as many and if Pritchard is playing a bit further back, you know, we are going to struggle for goals. Um, but listen, time will tell. And, and it's come to a point where I fully, fully, fully back Brennan. A hundred percent. I fully back him. I, f- I back him in his recruitment. I back him in everything he does. He's proved it to us now that, you know, he, he, knows what he's doing and he knows what he's doing in terms of recruitment and he's he can
0: get us results. I mean, it's, it's interesting you mentioned that. I'll come to you in a moment. But I, my, my big worry this season is is the goals going forwards. And I think Kabamba had a phenomenal season last season. You know, um, league-wise, 19 goals, 43 appearances. I think also fantastic off the ball and bringing other players into play. But if you think about some of the goals he scored last season, and the example I always use the Chesterfield game. That incredible game we won, I think it was 3-0 in the end. He scored a hat-trick. Brilliant goals. But they were all goals if he was to take the shot again there's not a guarantee he would score right he's less of a poacher perhaps than than other players he's a fantastic finisher from certain areas and my worry is he tails off the season before that you know it obviously split between Northampton and Woking on loan three goals Kilmarnock seven goals 1920 Hartlepool seven goals Havana and Waterloo do five and then a sort of spell where he had quite a disjointed career after Hampton and Richmond where he was scoring a handful of goals a season my big worry is that we we just don't replace those goals insofar as he doesn't have yeah. a great season again. One thing I would say, just to sort of argue against
2: that, I know this was his first proper season playing down the middle because I know he's played out wide at Kilmarnock and he's played out wide at Woking, Northampton. So maybe the stability of him being, you know, he's a Brent born in Brent, isn't he? So he's a Brent boy, being at home, being in North West London, um, and being, you know, staying in a team that's kept its spine that he knows. Uh, maybe he will. Maybe he will. I think it's a big, it's a big question mark over his what, what what's going to happen to him next year.
1: No, I agree. I agree. I think he's comfortable, isn't he? He's always, he's happy in his own skin, isn't he? Um, he's playing in his own skin, and I think, I think what I think also what will will really help him is I think Hall Johnson is rapid, yeah, and I think he's going to stretch the pitch quite wide on that side, which I think will create more space other people where we struggled last year was when we in my opinion was when we started to become a bit too ponderous yeah. um and and we weren't stretching teams enough to give kabama those little pockets and i think if hall johnson's bombing on he's going to cause teams to drop off they're going to they're not going to they they won't want to compete with that pace in behind because he'll be coming from deep as well mm-hmm. so what will happen is is that i think he will cause that will cause the back fours to start stretching out a bit more and giving Kabamba that space that he thrived on earlier in the season.
0: Yeah, I think I'm really optimistic. And as I said, I think we've made some really smart signings there. I think the interesting thing then is around the expectations we have for this season, because going into last season, we talked at the start of the season on the pod about you know an upper half finish being a real positive step forwards. I think the expectation level has perhaps changed. And I know in the end of the pod last season, we talked about whether or not we slightly outperformed our performances in terms of results last season. Like we, we know, we ultimately end up on the right side of a couple of, of narrow games. And whether or not, you know, ultimately the league is stronger or weaker or where we stand next season. So let's, let's deal with it first of all. Let's actually talk about expectations going into this season um, because they are higher than they've been before. They've been bolstered by the signings. Um, in terms of odds wise, you know, looking at the top of that league, we are sort of, you know, in the top third for odds. I know a lot of that is, is shifted by just the amount of money that people put, but you've got Chesterfield, Oldham, Hartlepool and Woking as the top four. Uh, and then as usual, the kind of promoted sides are up in, in and around there. Um, Rochdale, York, Borehamwood, Wood, South Southend, uh, bizarrely South End. I don't quite understand he's been doing those odds. And Barnett coming in at about sort of between 10 to 13 to 1 to, to go and win the league. Let's do expectations first of all. Charlie, what realistically do you want and do you want to see Barnett be doing this season? What will be a good season for Barnet? Obviously, we want promotion, but what will mm. be the kind of minimum standard you'd expect to see?
2: Well, this time last year, I said an improvement on 18th and, you know, we surpassed all expectations there. I think with, with Wrexham and Notts County going and us having finished fifth last year and that was with our terrible run we went in with all conceding all those goals... I, I'd be, if I'm being honest, I'd be disappointed with, with anything other than you know fifth or stronger. Um, I think we're an improving side. We're getting better as time goes on. Um, we're assembling, you know, a bunch of players who want to play with each other. There's the fans are getting on board with it. Brennan's settled. This is you know second full season now. I think the only way is up with us right now. Um, and I really, genuinely, I'm not saying this out of a biased way or because I love Barnet and want us to do well. I can't see us going backwards at the moment. It feels like we're on a we're on a forward path. Yeah, and we, you know, when we might stall, we might have to break at some points, but we're not going backwards. And I really, I really feel that.
0: Men, what about yourself?
1: I'd like to see us aim to at least. I don't think we'll win the league, but I think if we can aim for one of the. Uh, uh, playoff places where we don't have to play an additional game to so make it like a third i that's, think that's third and fourth right no so i think third i would ho- i would hope we can get into, into that area
0: i mean it's interesting to see for this season at least the extent to which the league was distorted by the quality of Knotts county and wrexham who are the two i think probably the two the best ever conference sites i think oh, it's probably yeah. reasonable to yeah, say yeah, yeah. um and whether or not that a has a distorting effect in terms of like competition because you'll see more obviously they had the pressure between the two of them at the top but there was a lot a lot less pressure on your second place teams so your third place teams like chesterfield etc mm. also the extent to which those teams have been slept on a little bit like how really good were woking were chesterfield i remember being in that woking game i think we we're standing next to you man with, with my dad and my brother and we were saying that they were you know in that sort of second half they were really popping it around and looking really good um I guess the, the second question is, do you, do you feel, obviously it's going to be easier in theory to, to be up towards the top end of that table. Do you see Charlie perhaps first of all this season being much more open in terms of teams that are looking up there? Because it's not just ourselves that have yeah. had a good season last season. You know The usual mob will be there and a mm. few others as well. I think you know last year, last year Wrexham
2: and, and their documentary and the, the, the Hollywood actors, they put our league on the map, right? And they got a lot of interest last year and it was a great spectacle for the neutral because of that them to challenge him for the title. Uh, I think, you know, if you're listening to this and you're not a Barnet fan or whatever, if you were just interested in the National League last year because of that, I think stay interested because I think there's going to be a lot of teams this year, a lot of teams that fancy themselves, right? The, the two are gone, as we've said, and you've got all these, you've got, you've got Chesterfield who are going to fancy themselves in the league. Oldham will be up there. You've got two relegated teams who are always you know it's a struggle when they come down but they're going to fancy themselves you've got us Woking Bromley Eastley Wood, the playoffs teams are going to fancy themselves there's a, I think there's a handful of probably in terms of the recruitment that I've seen as well there's a, I'd say there's eight teams that will fancy themselves for those top three spots um, you could potentially push that to 10 as well you know you've got your Yorks who have splashed money all over the place um so many teams. I think it's going
0: to be a really, really exciting national league next year. And I guess Mem Charlie's mentioned there some of the teams that that really like stand out from the preseason um, kind of predictions and etc. Are there any teams that really impressed you last season um, that you think will be up there aside from Barnet this season?
1: I thought Woking were as dirty as they were. They were they were a proper team. So they were they're very tough. Um, Thought they were they they impressed me. Um, I tell you, who I re- really was really impressed with was autumn.
0: Yeah, Autryham, but I wonder if yeah. being
1: part time, are they going to go full time?
0: I, th- I think they are full time now, autumn. I think they've just gone full time.
1: Is there a yeah. chance that Voltrinham could could step up? I'm not sure they're going to be in the playoffs, but I think that they're going to be a side that they play a nice brand of football, which means they can, if they're on their game, they can hurt you. Um,
0: Probably similar with Gateshead. I mean, I think Gateshead, yeah, Gateshead really well. really impressed me mm. uh, as well. Yeah. Um, okay, well, looking then now at the actual season itself, one of the things that stands out is just the, the challenge of those first few fixtures. Um, and we've got, uh, it's kicking off the it's season hard, on the 5th. tough, isn't it? Tough. We've got the 5th of August, we've got Hartlepool at home, followed by Bromley away on TNT Sports uh, on the 12th of August. Uh, Eastleigh away on the Tuesday after that. And then we've got a run of Woking, Dagenham, Ebbsfleet, Borehamwood, Altrincham, and Rochdale before we kind of reach Ouch. a slightly, I think, slightly easier run. With no disrespect to, to Aldershot, uh, beginning on the nineteenth of September. Mm. Charlie, yeah, what are we thinking for those first? What is it, ten games or so? Do you know what? I'm excited. It's it's what you want
2: to do. Is you know, I'm put it this way. I'm more excited about that than if we were playing Maidenhead, Fylde, York. Um, another generic non-league league Northern National League team, Ultringham. Um, um, it's exciting. What a way to start. What a way to start. Newly, newly relegated team at home first game, Bromley away second game, playoff, you know, our playoff rivals on telly, um, playoff Eastleigh away on the Tuesday and then Woken at home on the, on the Saturday. Like you've got literally the team that got relegated and three teams in the playoff last year. Um, within the first three weeks of the season. So I'm looking forward to it. We've got to play them, all, we've got to play them at some point. And I think at the start, you know, when there's not much pressure on, oh, if we win, we're in the playoffs, or if we lose, we're going to the relegation zone, all that kind of thing. It's, you know, the first five, six, seven games, the table doesn't mean anything because it, it sorts itself out later on. So I think, yeah, no, I think there's no pressure. I think we should go there and play with a bit of swagger.
1: Mem? No, I agree. And I think some teams will take time to bed in. And this case of trying can we take, try and take as many points off those teams? Let's let's be fair. We haven't because we haven't got made tons of changes to our team. Hopefully, we should be able to hit the ground running. Um, but there are teams that have made a lot of signings. So if we can take points off them, off those player teams that are still not quite up to the level. And I remember when we when we went up under Paul Fairclough, we. Nobody was expecting us to come come out, and then what happened with us is we just kept picking up points early in the season, and before we knew it, other teams were suddenly like bloody hell Barnet and miles away from everybody. And I think that could potentially happen with a lot of teams capable of beating each other. So if you get decent a decent run of form, could get us could get us right in, our noses in front. Mm.
0: I, I guess the only risk is that if. On the flip side, like if you get into a bad rut there, it's going to be difficult to break out of it. But I, I tend to agree with Charlie. The best time to play unsettled sides is the first few games of the season. Um, and you know, you look think back even to like previous seasons where we had yeah. Bristol Rovers in August. I don't think we'd have won that game if it had been two months yeah. later. Um, you, you look at those first four,
2: right? You've got Hartlepool who have come down. Who I know have made a lot of changes. I mean, the front two are completely different. They've got Surue and the guy from Southend. Where, yeah, where is it? So that's, you know, they've got a whole new squad. Then you go to Bromley, who, you know, they've probably kept, you know, like us, similarly, I'd imagine, the spine. Um, Woken have got, made their, I think, Matt Robinson today was their ninth summer signing or 10th summer signing or something. Yeah. Uh, and I know Eastley have been, you know, stripped, stripped down and have, to, have had to rebuild. So listen, it, the table might not look how we think come the end. I remember Torquay, remember when Torquay got to the, they were really strong a couple of years ago and they got to the playoff final.
0: And you know they're in the they're in the conference south now, so who knows? Woking Woking could be down there next year. <laughs> well, it, it's building towards our favourite part of the show, as we draw into the final sort of ten minutes or so, looking at our predictions. So we'll prepare those in just a moment. A quick fire round as well. But before we do that, two quick quite kind of things on topic for me here. I think uh, we've had it so great last season, and, and even the second half of the season after Qiu left, um, in terms of positive up, uptake and, and Barnet looking good. I guess what, some of the risks, perhaps, that we might talk about, we might talk about individual players, not having enough goals. But clearly, the, the biggest risk to our success is ultimately if we end up losing Dean Brennan, um, and obviously he's he's been at Barnet for you know a couple of years now, done a fantastic job. And um, I, I guess Mem, from his perspective, what do we need to be doing to sort of hang on to him? Because I, you know, we're we're aware that there have been offers from the national from above the national league for him and his services. You know, is there a risk perhaps that if the season starts off quite well, we might end up losing him, particularly considering the fact that he's just a phenomenal recruiter and that's a skill that is so important in today's game?
1: No, totally. But if a Saudi club comes in for him, then... Uh, then <laughs> Al-Hilal. Then, yeah, exactly. And Dean, sorry, mate, but we need to get some big bucks for you. Um, or if there's a Saudi prince wants to buy Barnet, um, you know, pump some money in. But uh, no, in all, in all seriousness, I mean, Dean clearly is going to be a... Very ambitious guy, um, but I think part of it—I think he would like to see this project through. So I think he probably would give us a full season because he's been allowed to uh, develop his own team. I think what what might stop him because usually teams come calling when they're really in the shit and they're really a dog's you know dog's dinner. And so does he want to go through that whole process of having to you know unpick it all again and unravel it and then rebuild? Um, at this point or does he want to go you know do a job here at Barnet come out at the end of the season then he makes his move but I, th- you know I, I wonder if he would prefer to do that seeing how much hard work he's put in to get us to where we are
0: Charlie what do you reckon
2: well he's he's recently signed a three year deal hasn't he so he's you know he's committed his future to us yeah it's going to take a club you know to buy him out if, he, if they do want him um, I think this is just you know my assumption but you've got to think where Brennan's been in the last 10 years of his career. He's played and managed at Hemel, managed and, you know, coached at Wildstone and now he's at us. You know, I think he's, I think he's settled, you know, in Hertfordshire. Yeah. He's settled on the outskirts. So I think, you know, and he, I know he's a family man and, you know, he's got young kids and I think it will take something special. It will take a special offer for him to even start considering moving on you know moving on so and I agree with Mem I think you know he's all about success and he's built building sorry building something here where you know I think he can slowly see it transforming for the better ever so slow, ever so slowly before his eyes um, and I just don't think he's the kind of man who would walk out on that I think he's got he wants to finish this job you know uh, and I think that only that only ends in one way and if there's I said this to my mates on voice note the other day on whatsapp so if there's
0: one person who's going to take us out of this league, it's Dean Brennan. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you on that. Well, uh, at the end of the show then, it's customary for us in our prediction show to do uh, a quick fire run through of some short questions. These will be recorded and they will be put down on the record. And at the end of the season, we'll check and see who is the Nostradamus of Beespod. So uh, we're going to do it in no particular order um of questions so some of them will be about barnet some of them won't uh so first of all who will be our top scorer this season mem
1: i'm gonna go for idris Carney.
0: charlie
2: i'm gonna i'm gonna keep the faith nikki
0: i'm gonna go for idris as well i think idris is a good shout for that um who do you think is going to be a player that is going to surprise us in a really positive way, Charlie?
2: Can this be an, uh, any player in the squad or a new side? Any player in the squad, yeah. Um, Idris.
0: Mem?
1: I'm going for uh, Dominic Ravan.
0: You reckon Ravan's going to come back and, and make an impact?
1: I think Ravan, I think Ravan if he's fit, I think Ravan has got a higher ceiling than most of the players in the back. At the back,
0: uh, I am going to go with Hall Johnson. I think Hall Johnson is going to be a, a really good player for us this season. Um, who is going to win the league this season? It's a tough one. Mem. Mem is just consulting his notes to see which of
1: the teams f- uh, see your brain wants to say is going to say Chesterfield because of their because they're you know because they're will the third break, best team
0: in the league yeah
1: yeah but i could see woking i could see woking winning it this year
0: is it i mean there's a lot to talk about woking a lot to talk about york as well but i don't know where they're going to end up charlie who do you reckon um mm, chesterfield I think Hartlepool are going to win it. I think they're going to be the first side to essentially bounce back as champions. Hopefully that won't start we on better keep are, we keep. are we actually keeping tabs of these answers? Yeah, yeah I'm going to definitely, write them out. Definitely, to write them
1: yeah. I, 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 Hartlepool. Mm. Okay. There's a reason why they're in this division. <sighs> Here we go. Wow, it's a huge statement. I respect uh, it, I respect
0: it. Who is the dark horse in the league? So a team that people have, haven't talked about as much, who we're sort of sleeping on a little bit, um and who we think might push up. Uh, I'm going to go to Charlie first. I'm going to say
2: older shot. Really. I think older
0: shot are going to surprise a lot of people. I'm not saying they're going to, you know, get the playoffs. I mean, you haven't you couldn't have gone for a bigger surprise because they are the longest odds in the entire division I know, But they the they've signed,
2: you know, they've they've signed some good players.
0: They've got a new gaffer who's going to be, you know, his
2: first full season. Um, they've had it really crap over the last however many years. You know, they always, like we used to be, they're always 20th, 19th, 18th, yeah. 17th.
0: Um, I think they're going to finish top half. I think they're going to be finished 23rd. Wow. Finishing Tyler corner has gone. Yeah, I think, I think they're, wow. they're going to without Tyler.
1: Uh, Mem? I would say, so I think a team that would probably end up in the playoffs that. Well have a good I think Bromley I think Bromley do it really well is that they just, it's incremental improvements every year um and I, I can see them you know th- them just sneaking in back into the playoffs and um, it being in and around in and around that sort of playoff area um, I think last year they, didn't, um, they, they snuck in last year, but I can see them improving on that um, because they, could, they don't really, they don't really chop and change too much. I'm going
0: to go with Ebb's Fleet. I think everything will come up. They've bounced up and down between the divisions, but I'm quite impressed with what they've been doing there. Nice. Um, so everything. Okay, final few questions. Coming up, is the big one for Barnett in a moment. Um, but next question we've got, what is your, and this we've got two to go, what is your hot take of the season? So this is an opinion. It could be about Barnet or about the league. That you hold that other people would think would be a little bit controversial. So my hot take, and I, I love the guy so much, and I'm desperate for him to score as many goals as possible, and I could be proven wrong by the end of August. I really hope I am, and it's less to do with him and more to do with our system. My hot take is that Nicky Cabamba's not going to make double figures in terms of goals this season. Charlie, is this a Barnet hot take? It can be. Or, it can, a can be. A, I, I think a Barnet or a hot. You can have a league one as well if you want, but a Barnet won't be nice. Um. <clears throat> So, it could be about a player that, that plays a lot, that doesn't play a lot. It could be um, about a position. It could be about how you're doing the first nine games. It could be anything. Or you can jump in ahead, Ma'am, if you want to, if you've got yours locked in already.
1: do you want to go? I think the way that everything's moving, I think we could see Ben Winter going by Christmas, around Christmas wow. time.
0: Ben Winter gone by Christmas.
1: Or around Christmas time. I can see him struggling to get inside. So, you don't. Okay, interesting. Because if you look at that right hand side where he does his best work, Hall Johnson is more explosive. Um if you played him as a right centre back, you'd yeah, play you right centre back. You play Collinge, but you play we could play Ravan. And I think Ravan, um Interesting. I think he I think he might take that position and I think uh, Winter we might see him looking for a new club. Charlie? This is a, such a hard question. Um
0: Do you wanna stick a pen in it and come back to it later?
2: No, I'll say it's not really a hot take, but I'm gonna say it. Our games against Southend over Christmas will be postponed.
1: I think is that pretty much a given.
2: Are they, uh, what is it, what is the deal with Southend? Are they completely? Well, they're toast? still in the league. They're, they're playing the first few games. They're playing the season. So, so they're, they've, they've got
1: literally player. got the youth team, isn't it? They, they barely got a player. They? They,
0: are, have they? Have they been bought out yet? No.
2: In, no, Well, it's not really a hot take. It's an obvious take, but but <laughs> yeah. it, it's still no, You know, they, no, they're planning. It on reasonable. It. They're playing. Yeah, they're so.
0: planning on it going ahead
2: because they've just changed the time of kickoff will, will on Boxing accept, Day.
0: Will we accept a weather postponement? As a perspective, no, perspe- no, by no, any no, reason?
2: It, no, it won't be for weather. The, the games against South End on Boxing Day on the 30th of December will be called off due to South End not being a club anymore. That is a really
0: sad, that would be really That's sad. That's my hot that take, okay. but it's
2: an obvious take at the same time.
0: I I actually think that, that yeah, I don't know, we'll see. Okay, last question and, and probably the most important one for us, which is where are Barnet going to finish this season? Now, I do recall last season various uh numbers being thrown around. Charlie, I don't think you joined us at this at this time. So, Mem, you went for seventh surprise, uh, and you were higher than that. I actually went for fifteenth <laughs> last season. So this time it's time to to put our our um, bets on the line here. I'm gonna go going to go to Charlie first of all. The rule is you can't pick the same number as someone else. but like the draft.
2: Third third I think we're going to finish third okay
1: Mem I think we'll go fourth I think I want us to finish third but I think we'll end up fourth
0: I'm going to go we're going to finish seventh
1: I think we'll finish are seventh. you taking my slot that yeah. is that is playoff. it's the
0: only time it's been vacant all year <laughs> <laughs> all the last seven years is that the last playoff spot that's the last playoff spot yeah I, I you know what it is I would love us to you know I, I would love us to finish top I think we overperformed last year relative to the underlying metrics, um, and I worry about the goals. I do worry about the goals.
2: Yeah. I'm a- I'm actually happy. Ian has said seventh because if he said fifteenth last season, yeah, then yeah.
0: we finished fifth. <laughs> so we, we should then finish, finish 20, 21st in League Two yeah. this year. <laughs> I do, I, do you know what? If
1: if we suddenly put and I actually I have been told that we are actively looking for a new for another striker, um, in the a league striker, not uh, just a you know like a. J.J. Huppert yeah. or, or um, Moyo. Moyo. Don't talk about him. Um, we're actually actively looking for Moyo a striker. Moyo was a league
0: striker, by the way.
1: I know, but... <laughs> no, I'm just messing you. If you're watching play, he's not a league striker. Um, so we're looking for... We, we are looking for a decent striker. And I think if we can we can improve that end of the pitch, because let's be fair, most of the best teams will score goals. Well, th- this
0: is my point, And this is the only reason I'm saying seventh, is that... You live and die by the amount of goals you, you you put forward. We've lost to Havilland in centre mid. Pritchard, I can see, playing slightly deeper. Brunt, great player, but doesn't score goals, bluntly speaking. then you look at the top teams... Bruntly Chester- speaking. Blunt, there we go. <laughs> hey. uh, Chesterfield, Chesterfield have got already a decent forward line, added Will Grigg, who is at least a league out of his depth. You know, Fondop for Oldham, very good centre forward. So I'm just thinking about which centre forwards would we take from other teams? We'd take Umrah from Hartlepool, put him in. Uh Woking, um we would definitely take uh, Brown from Woking. Yeah, um I don't know enough about Rochdale. York have invested quite a bit. I'd take Boreham Woods. I take I'd take i take uh Woods I probably actually I'd probably take both of them. I'd def- I'd take Newton, I think. I know he had a, and a terrible spell with us on loan and Covid, but I'd take Effion
2: back from I Daggers. I wouldn't. No
1: but,
0: but the point is that like
2: I think more, if you more look than at Kabamba last year. Got twenty one goals. Yeah, I, I know, but I just
0: I think to be fair Effiong is is a, he's a very, he is good but I think he he's almost like I almost put him in the Kabama category of mm. someone who's had a really good season for a while but yeah the, the point being is that I think you're only as good as your as your, as your forward players to some extent in this division um, and yeah I, I we'll have to wait and see I could be complete, wouldn't completely wouldn't it be nice wrong. to get Langstaff on a season long loan <laughs> like sort of a sort of uh, what's it called uh, Mbappe style yeah, deal with Nots you know
2: they've got Goldrick now so give us Langstaff for the season Give it, Giggs. It ends. about
1: 105.
0: No, he's at about 35. He got, he, he got, he got like 21 goals. Yeah, yeah he was the second season. or third
2: top goalscorer in League One, for sorry. Derby, and he's gone back to his boyhood club. In well, I know,
1: I know that, but the point, my point is, is that I mean, that was a bit of a freak. If you watch, look at his uh, goalscoring. Right? Yeah. You look at his goalscoring record. Mate, he was playing that, in the
0: Prem and for Ireland three, Ireland, three years Republic ago. Of Ireland
1: about four
0: or five years ago. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say say no to McGoldrick anyway guys it's been an absolute pleasure um, as usual chatting through the hopes of next season um, with you both and hopefully we're back on the airwaves quite a bit this season watching Barnet push on and upwards towards the Football League Uh, but for now it's a very warm goodbye from myself thank you very much Charlie see you later guys and thank you very much man thanks a lot mate and thank you very much listener we will speak to you very very soon (laughs)